Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Leslie. And welcome to Quince. A little sweet. A little tart. And a little unexpected. Today is Sunday, December the 11th, 2016. And we got lots of good stuff to talk about tonight. Oh, we surely yeah, do. Things that mean a lot to both of us. Oh, yes. This has been fun getting ready for yeah, tonight. Yeah, absolutely. So, I uh, thought we could start about some adventures we've had recently. Always. Always some adventures. Yeah. So, uh, last week, or I guess it was last Friday or Thursday, uh, two purebred Australian Shepherds were in our local pound. Beautiful dogs. Beautiful dogs. And I haven't talked a lot about the animals recently at my place, but I have an Australian Shepherd. And he's not quite my heart dog, as people says, but he's my right hand. Um, and so to see these two dogs in peril just freaked me out. So I put them all on, both on Facebook. And your brother... In-law. In-law saw one of them and contacted us and said, could we go check him out? So on Saturday morning, we trooped down the mountain and showed up at the pound. Fortunately and delightfully, the other Australian Shepherd already had a home before I got there. Yes, just yeah. early that morning. Early that morning, somebody had gone down there and adopted him, which was just delightful. Uh, but the little red tri was still there. So we got him, uh, he was abandoned, uh, up on the mountain, actually. Mm -hmm. And um, he looked like a purebred. He had a natural bobtail. He was um, a red, uh, what we call a red tricolor. And um, sad little dog. Oh, he was, oh, those eyes. <laughs> those eyes, such a sad little dog. That was the first time I had ever been in a pound. Wow. I really do think, I've always had rescues, right. but they've shown up well, They've come for to me. you. Yep. Yes. So we got outside and we called um, Tom and talked to him, and he said, go get him. I know. <laughs> so we went back in, and we couldn't take him that day. And I really liked this about our local animal shelter. They require, they are required to take the dog directly to the uh, vet to be neutered or spayed. So we couldn't take the dog away. Right, which is yeah. a great idea. Which is a really great idea. So that was on Saturday. So the poor guy had to stay on Sunday, and um, and she was going to take him on Monday to the local vet and uh, get him taken care of. So we were all excited. So you had company. Yes. Unexpectedly. Yeah. Oh, it was wonderful. <laughs> oh, and my sure. sister... Sister Kay and Brother Tom. Yeah, so that was great. So they came down, and um, uh, the local um, animal control officer took uh, the dog, who his name is Thorn, T-H-O-R-N. Which is a play on the word briar, because we have always had okay. briar dogs. Briar dogs, <laughs> yep. And so uh, he's. they took him down to the vet, and you called him. I had to take Daddy to the um, doctor on Monday, the eye doctor. And so you called to check how he was doing. And so uh, they said everything would be fine. And mm -hmm. so I went down to 5.30 and he wasn't ready yet. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, they get busy at the Oh, best. yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and they had just started taking care of the pound dogs. Two other dogs got 
uh, adopted that weekend. Oh, how nice! Which was or or the Monday somewhere somewhere along the way, two other more dogs. So I guess it wound up with four dogs instead of two, and they got behind, mm-hmm. which is a good thing, you know. So mm-hmm. I wasn't upset. I went and got myself some supper, and then I came on back up the mountain. The next day, in the pouring rain, I oh. went back <laughs> and uh, brought him home, and he um, was such a sweet dog. Really, really sweet and um, easy to walk on the leash, and I think he's going to be a wonderful companion uh, uh, to to Patches. Yes, I think he has already fit right in. It sounds like it from what we've said, what we've heard, mm-hmm. and uh, so um, delighted that all, that all worked out. Well, they had lost their dog yeah. many years, yeah. just a few months ago. And I think Patches was just pining. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, because she's uh, she, right? Yes. She's a relatively young dog. Mm-hmm. Three, three yeah. or four. Yeah, yes. and this dog was probably about the same age. Mm-hmm. And from what y'all were telling me, their energy level sounded similar. Good. Of course, it's really hard to tell about a pound dog. It takes them a good six weeks to show their real personality. Oh. So he may mellow out. He may get hyper, who knows, but they have plenty of acreage for him to run, and so I think he'll be in, and he, he's definitely landed on his feet with some super people. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a lucky dog. Yeah, so. Isn't um, it amazing, though, how the pound dogs, and you and I did walk around and oh, look yeah. and say hello mm-hmm. to all the oh, dogs in yeah. there. How they just look at you and they know. Oh, I know. It's heartbreaking. The the, the little Aussie that had the home was so scared. Mm. You know, even though he had a home. And Wanda was reassuring. Wanda and I were talking both with tears in her eyes. You know, he's safe. He's getting fed. He'll be okay. He doesn't understand. Right, <laughs> you know? right. We have, we have a very... Uh, our animal control officer does everything she can. Mm-hmm. You know, she can't always do it, but she does everything she can to get homes for them. Yes. And she does a really good job. I've known her since she worked at one of the vet's offices. Mm-hmm. So I've known her a long time. And then there was this only one dog didn't respond to us. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a hound dog. It was real standoffish, but the others, they were all over. Please oh, take me, pick me. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it was hard. Oh. My goodness. Yeah, and of course she told us some sad stories, too. Yes. About how the dogs had wound up there. and Just unfortunate that people need to spay and neuter. Absolutely. And with Christmas coming up, they need to think through Absolutely. their actions. Absolutely. A friend at work was telling, telling me she has a beagle mm. and about how people think beagles are so cute. And they don't realize the amount of work. Oh yeah, that a beagle. Requires. A friend of mine have got a beagle for his kid, and it ate their house. Right. Yes. Exactly. You know that he just didn't understand what he was getting into. He mm-hmm. had a Rottweiler or something, which is real laid back, older dog. So he got this beagle, and it proceeded to eat the house. Yes. They had to get rid of it. Yeah. You know, which was bad for that dog. Right. Because they didn't do their research. They didn't do their homework. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm reading a book right now that somebody um, recommended to me, and I can't remember the uh, author's name, but it's about farm dogs. Mm-hmm. And it's about guard uh, uh, livestock guard dogs and herding dogs, 
and terriers so far. There may be one other group that work on the farm. Mm -hmm. And it uh, describes the breeds in detail. And many times in his description, he's saying, this is not a family dog. This is a dog that requires a job. Yes. You know, these different breeds that he's discussing, you know, that they, they need exercise, they need mental simulation, and it's, it's a commitment. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I could talk about that all day. We probably shouldn't. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So what else is going on? Mm, well, we've been very busy at the Reynolds Homestead, of course, yeah. with Victorian Christmas. <clears throat> I, I slept till 10 o'clock in the morning yesterday. <laughs> I woke surprised. up to the sunshine, and I said to Clue Kitty, I say, it must be 8 o'clock. I've slept late. I came downstairs, and it was 10 minutes after 10. I said, <laughs> I, it was like I was a teenager. That was great. I think everything had caught up. Two weeks, two weeks worth of yeah. work and weekends, you know, staying late at night, yep. back in early in the morning. You needed it. I know. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, we've been busy. Now at church, we're looking forward next Friday and Saturday evening having a live nativity. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. You just drive by yeah. and you see the stable with the shepherds and, yeah. um, of course, Mary, Joseph, and the baby. I don't know what else, if that's... Yeah, so they, uh, well, somebody told me they had a donkey, but I, I don't know. Mm. I, I assume they're going to try to get some animals. Uh, I hope so, yes. Yeah, and yeah. Um, somebody was looking for a baby at one point. Right, right. They found a baby. <laughs> a baby the, doll. A baby doll, <laughs> yeah. They were going to mm -hmm. bring a baby out. And, but yeah, that, that kind of thing is just delightful. Yes, yeah. yeah. And I hope people will, oh, yeah. will hop in their cars and come down the Blue Ridge Parkway. Sure. And just turn and drive by. Yeah, it's at Mayberry Presbyterian Church. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yes. Down was it two miles, road? yeah, two miles south of Medicine Dam, right. where yep. Route Fifty Eight crosses. Yeah, and I think it will be lovely. I will bring Dad. Good, so good. I'll take him out and let him see. I hope yes. he'd enjoy that. Yeah. Um, so we will be there. And Great. then on on Tuesday, the old folks luncheon. Oh no, it's the singles. Yeah, this the this the swinging senior singles. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm going. Are you oh, going? going? Yeah, I got to go take Daddy, and um, we'll um, we ha they have a lovely meal, and then they play bingo. Yes, and I have to go do my Alzheimer's program um, down yeah. in Stewart. So, but I don't like bingo. So, well, that... I don't like it either. But they have such a nice present. They do, and I'm... they go until everybody gets a present. <laughs> Well, that's, that's good, yes. Yeah, it's very nice. But uh, Oh, Daddy loves bingo. I should take him out to it, but I can't stand it. Uh, but Daddy really gets a kick out of it. I don't think he would, like, do the pay money kind. Right, but he'll do it this But he Tuesday. has a lot of fun with this one. Oh, I think most people do. Yeah, he really it's enjoys it. It's just a hangover it. from my yeah. upbringing, my Methodist yeah. upbringing. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, I, I'm not... We have one friend that calls it uh, watching paint dry. Right, right. You know, or it's about mm -hmm. as exciting. And I can't hear. Oh, yeah, that's hard for you. So it's not much fun. So everybody has to tell me the numbers. People right. are nice, and they'll tell me when I get a number. Right. <laughs> right. So anyway, that's what's going on in Medicine Dan this week. 
So, anything else? No, that's about it. Okay. So we'll do a little sweet. Oh, yes, right. I'm, I'm That's starting. That's about knitting things. I know, and I'm starting to look forward to yeah. hearing about some of your knitting things. Well, this was kind of fun here. Um, somebody had posted this on Facebook. It's at Mason Dixon Knitting. Uh, this, uh, If I'm not mistaken, these two girls started as a blog, and then they published a book, and now they have a little company. Uh, that uh, is Mason Dixie Knitting. Where are they located? Like Maryland, West Virginia? You know, I don't remember. I should have looked On the up. Mason Dixon line? Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll put a link to their, um, and a lot of people may know about it already. Um, but anyway, they put together a little list of good gifts for knitters. Oh, there good you Christmas go. Good Christmas gifts. So they have books, uh, uh, books that are about knitting which is pretty neat. A really fun book that sort of um, takes uh, off on our subject of the day, People Knitting, A Century of Photographs. Oh, how neat. By Barbara Levine. And then uh, another book called In the Footsteps of Sheep, A Tales of a Journey Through Scotland. That would be good. Yeah. Another one about you can knit it, foolproof instructions for fabulous sweaters, and the ever-popular Elizabeth Zimmerman's Knitter's Almanac. So is that sort of like your Bible for you knitters? Well, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Zimmerman, Anna Zilberg, you know, the grind dames uh -huh. of knitting. Uh -huh. uh, we, we have, Elizabeth is no longer with us, but, but this is a um, delightful little collection of projects for every month of the year. Which should be fun. Treasury of Knitting Pad, Barbara Walker, another wonderful uh, uh, grand lady of knitting. The uh, Treasury of Knitting Patterns. Um, then some fiction books about shep being a shepherd, or nonfiction books about being a shepherd. Um, the Gorgeous Nothings, Emily Dickinson's Envelope Poems. They're full-size facsimile of poems that Emily Dixonson wrote on envelopes. And of course, Victorian envelopes were not like our envelopes. Now, what does that have to do with knitting, or is I, it? It's just, just a good, a fun present, thing. I think. <laughs> are all knitters like you? And they a lot love... of knitters are into books, but uh, not yeah. all. But uh, uh, lots and lots of books here. I thought there were more other things. Uh, a knitting Save Our Sweater Pill Collector. Mm, we all need that. Everybody don't needs we? that. So we can get the pills off our sweaters. Right. Uh, well, I use masking tape. Yeah, that works pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't have pills that often on my sweaters. Well, you probably know how to wash them right. Yeah, and kind of try to take care of them. Right, and yeah. I throw them in the washer. Yeah, that doesn't work too well. Mm, you're right. All right, rule number one for knitters in a, on a cup, knitting is supposed to be fun. <laughs> an extra large pom-pom maker. And we already talked about this little uh, knitting gauge thing. This one has a 
Welsh cor uh, Pembroke Corgi on it. But we uh, looked at an A1 that had a alpaca a couple of weeks ago. Uh, buttons, tools, bags, great scissors, a wrist ruler. I like that. I think that would be awesome. A ruler that's made out of leather and wraps around your wrist. Oh, that that's, is a good yeah, idea. How that, much does that cost? It's not ready to ship until mid-December. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it looks good. I may have, I'm going to keep that in mind. It is mid-December. Yeah, so I'll have to look at that. A, a bag. My other bag is also full of yarn. <clears throat> Blankets from Maine. A portable bin that holds all your goodies. Happy Cup, Happy Cup Coffee Company three pack. This is so farms liquid hand soap, and then then they're getting into crock pots. I'm not sure about that stuff, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's uh, some fun things for knitters. And the books are the um, recommendations of the books are really good. They are very very good uh, books for knitters. If you're not a knitter. And you look at this page and you see those books by those special ladies. Your knitter will absolutely die if she doesn't already have them. So. Well, that's a good, good thing for people to know. Yeah. Who are buying for their knitting. Yeah, friends. and I'll put the link. And then the other thing that I had, this was kind of fun. I went on um, Ravelry and I found this really cute crochet pattern. And crochet sometimes can be problematical for making um, garments. And so uh, I found this adorable hat. It's called Stacy's Bun Hat by Stacy Thorngren. And she's made it with a little hole at the top so you can pull your ponytail or your uh, wadded up hair on the through it. It looks very cute. It's very cute and the really funny thing is one of my friends posted it online this afternoon ah. or to another friend that said look at this great thing. So uh, so it's, it's getting some attention. So even though it is crochet mm -hmm. you could convert it into a knitting pattern? You probably could but um, if you were a knitter and there probably is another I didn't look for it but um, but as a crochet pattern, it's really nice. Do you crochet? Oh yeah, yeah. So you? I started crocheting when I was eight. Okay. So I started knitting a few years ago. Uh -huh. But um, but yeah, I could make this, and I have several friends that uh, our friend Mary. That's all she does is crochet. Mm -hmm. And my cousin Sylvia, uh, she does this crochet. But you uh, you basically make the band. And then you turn it and pick up stitches along the edge to make the hat. And then, if I'm not mistaken, this part up here has a little piece of elastic that makes it hold the shape better. And then you can just pop your hair through it. Mm. So it's really cute. Uh, and uh, I think it would be fun to make. And not very hard. I'm pretty sure it's not a hard um, pattern. Oops. What did I do? push the wrong button. And then, I thought you might get a kick out of this. This is called A Little Unexpected. Ah, <laughs> like us. Yeah, it's by Elena Nodell. And it's a um, little toboggan. That's what we call 
um, hats around here that are uh, pullover stocking type cap types. Right, toboggans. Toboggans, yeah. And um, I had somebody uh, ask me, Daddy said something about the toboggan to her, and she turned and said, what is a toboggan? I said, well, it's either a sled or a hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we call them. We call them toboggans. She did not. She had never heard mm. it called, uh, a hat called a toboggan. Ah. So, but anyway, it's a little a hat with, uh, looks like mock cables. Might be real cables, but they look like mock cables. And it's just really cute, sort of a slouch type. And, of course, it's purple. It caught my eye, the one that they made for the sample. And it's called a little unexpected. It's a little odd looking. Yeah, uh, it's a beanie. That's a that's a word she uses. Or a, a beanie or a toque. Hmm. I don't know what a toque is. I've never heard that. Yeah. So anyway, so that's my knitting stuff. Well, very good. Yeah. And I don't know how hard this one is to make, but I imagine it's not very very difficult. Oh, and you can get the pattern free if I get this up in time until tomorrow. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, but um, How much does a pattern usually cost? Yeah, they can run anywhere from 4 to $12, depending. The, so not too much. It's not bad. The, um, the, the shawl that I made, mm -hmm. um, that one was 10 And it was well worth it because it was incredibly well written by a professional. So... Um, well, and people should be paid for their patterns. Absolutely. If they think it up. Have you ever made a pattern and put it up I for have, sale? I have. I did a um, fingerless mitt patterns. Mm. And uh, I haven't got it on Ravelry, but um, I have sold just quite a few copies of it. I made a sample and then I took it around to a couple of shows. But you have to be... You have to do it in different... It takes a lot of time because you have to do it in different yarns to make sure it's going to work. Oh. You know, and um, not just the one kind. And then if you're doing something in different um, sizes, and then it, the really best thing is to have several different knitters try it because everybody knits different mm -hmm. in gauge-wise. Uh, even though they are on gauge sometimes, gauge-wise. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, yeah. these people that are doing this, they, they're putting a lot of work into these things. So, four, four six, eight bucks is exactly. not Exactly, this one's five, and I think Stacy's was uh, five. You know, mm -hmm. It's well worth it. Uh, and she's, she actually wrote, this is for the pattern, not the finished hats, you know, because <laughs> people can misunderstand that. And this is uh, made with a not very expensive yarn, the uh, Bun Hat Plymouth yarn, which is not a really a higher end type. So uh, I think you would enjoy doing it. Well, very people good. out there, I can't get her to do it, but no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we better do a little cart. A little tart. Yeah. This is what they're all waiting for. Yeah, this is about photographs. That was my choice of what to work on this time. It's a great choice. Yeah, because um, that this is part of my business is doing photographs or selling photographs. Mm -hmm. I have a bunch of them online. And um, it's interesting. It's always fascinating to me the, the various... 
the pictures themselves are fascinating. Oh, I love them. Absolutely. And then, um, but the history as well. And the clothing and the and what was important to people to take a picture. Back in the old days, people didn't have a camera in their pocket attached to their cell phone. No. You went to a studio or a, a little bit late. Well, you went to a studio basically from um, probably around the 1860s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the very first type was called a daguerreotype, which I don't even know if I say that right, but um, it was the first commercially successful photographic process. There were photos made before that, but it was such a cumbersome process that it maybe took three or four days to get wow. a picture. Wow, You know, which would be kind of hard <laughs> to take a picture of somebody in three or four days, and it still took minutes. You know, you're always seeing the pictures um, of, of, of children with things on their necks to hold them still so that they wouldn't move. And that's why there weren't smiles, right? And they right? weren't smiling because it would take, you, your face couldn't hold them. So, it, so they would take minutes. And a few, I have a few pictures here and there of the dog and his tail was just a blur <laughs> because they couldn't make him to hold still enough. Uh, but the um, daguerreotype was a um, image that um, was put on a silver, a silvered copper plate, and the silver was what reacted to the light and captured the image. It's just amazing to think that somebody thought of that. Absolutely, and it was a long process. Several people were involved uh, in the different steps, and even when uh, the daguerreotype. Uh, when he first started doing it, someone else figured out something that improved his process. Right, right. You know, and so it just and came it's along. it's been that way ever since. Absolutely. And then so then you had the ambrotype, which was a um, positive photograph on glass. Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah, and then there were two different ways that was done. The older ones... The um, photograph was on the back of the glass, mm -hmm. and they usually put another piece behind it to protect it. And then later, it was on the front of the glass, and they put, put it a different way. And um, then the thing that most people are familiar with from the really early days is the tin type. Exactly. Which is not made on tin. No. No, but but you will see them around the antique shops Absolutely, at this yeah. point, and I have several sitting oh, in front yeah. of me I've right here. Books and of them, yeah. You do too. Yeah, and um, but they're um, also known as a ferrotype, and it was made by creating a direct positive image on a thin sheet of metal, coated with a dark lacquer or enamel, and it was used as a support for the photographic emulsion which is the stuff that reacted to the light mm -hmm. and this is the type that itinerant photograph photographers the, the process had become more something that they could do out you know so uh, I've got a picture somewhere of a um, little the guy actually took a picture of his little uh, wagon with his horse down in uh, on a road and he's up above it and it's a picture of his little, um, how he got around from place to place. And they would? They would yep. travel? Yep, they would travel mm -hmm. around. And um, 
some of them are really interesting because they have, um, and I've sold every one of them because every time I say it has a quilt in it, oh, somebody of grabs course. it. Of course. But the, what would happen is the uh, photographer would show up on the doorstep. Of the, they went to houses. They mm-hmm. didn't just go to towns. They went out to outlying farms. Mm-hmm. And maybe the only time a family ever got a ph- photograph. Mm-hmm. And so they would hang up the quilt, the family quilt, as a backdrop, you know, to hide whatever they wanted to hide in the back. And so, and the quilts were just marvelous. Oh, yes. Yeah, and so every time I say there's a quilt in it, somebody snaps it up, you know. So I don't have any right now, but, and that was the important thing to these, the different collectors like different things. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, another thing that is really interesting about um, the tintypes, one thing that I sell often is the sleeve that it, uh, the tintype is actually in. Right, now I have a bunch of those right. sleeves here, and you do too. Yeah, now uh, if it has Potter's patent Was that printed me? on it, that is a, a, a fellow that made a particular type sleeve, and people collect them. Oh, really? They had different designs on them. Well, how do you know it's that? An, it's a tiny little embossed Like uh, these? Print. That's an embossed. Yeah, whoops. whoops. Well, it it will it will be printed. In, it will be an embossment that says Potter's patent on it. Oh. And they don't pay lots of money for it, four or five dollars. But occasionally, um, I have to get a magnifying glass at the end of the day because I can't see. Mm, me too. Yeah, but um, but they had different um, designs on the sleeves. Uh, that actually makes it look like a little. Uh, frame photograph. Well, now these, and some of them have it on the back. Mine says L.W. Keene's Photographic Ambrotype Gallery, Jonesboro, Tennessee. Right. As in, let me read this because it's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. It says, these gems are durable, finished in a few moments from the time of sitting are taken equally well in cloudy or clear weather. They should not be rubbed with the hand or anything that will scratch the surface of the picture. Yep. So there you go. And uh, some people, when they're going through my books, they don't even look at the photograph. They turn around and look at the back mark. Sure. That's what that's called, mm-hmm. is a back mark. And the ten types back mark, uh, the tin type back marks are quite a bit more uncommon mm. than the um, later ones. So that's a good thing to have right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So somebody might really jump on that. But people like them from different different towns. Well, now, I've got one here that... Um, Tax stamp. Moore's Gallery of the Cumberland, Knoxville, Tennessee, and it has a stamp on it. Has it has a tax stamp on uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Yep. It says uh, proprietary. Yep. Two cents. Yep. There was early, they, they, um, in the early days, they would charge a tax. Um, that one's a carte de vista. Uh-huh. Or carte de, a carte C- de visit. CDV. CDV. Yep. That they, right. they would put a little tax on it, two cents, documentary, uh, document tax. Hmm. So that's the next thing that came along was the carte de vis, 
visita or carte de visit. Carte de visit is the real way to say it, uh, or CDV. And um, they really started getting popular around 1860. The um, image is so much better. Than mm -hmm. the tintype. The tintypes did fade. I've got some here that are almost black. Look at this one. I have where the guy is pure and the woman looks like a ghost. I think somebody scratched her out. That happens sometimes. Maybe they scratched her out on purpose. Just they like scratched in, it out on purpose. In modern days, you yeah, cut off cut somebody's it. head. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. Somebody scratched her out on purpose. <laughs> Isn't that funny? We could write a novel about yeah, that. A short could. story just, anyway. Uh, yeah, I have a couple of those that, that happened. But, <laughs> um, so the CDVs from 1860 to 1880... Um, you, you'll find a lot of Civil War soldiers. Oh, yes. I've sold any of yeah, those yeah. pretty much. Yeah. I had a really cool one that uh, was a young woman who was holding a pistol in her skirts. Oh, yeah. I got a lot of money for I that. I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> and um, babies, children, um, because it was getting more common to be able to get a pic photograph, you start getting singles. A lot of the... Um, earlier things that the itinerants did, they would have several people in them. Mm -hmm. Because they, you know, the family can only probably afford one. Right. You know, or so they would uh, take it. And the really sad thing in all of these are the postmortems. Yeah, you mean that they took at the funerals? Well, they took a pic. That mm -hmm. was the, they took a picture of the baby or the person mm -hmm. because nobody had ever taken a picture of it before. Right. And um, sometimes you can tell. Sometimes you can't. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you can tell that it's a little dead baby, and it's just oh, heartbreaking. Oh. It really is. Gosh, you've got a lot of them. Oh, this is only book one of seven. <laughs> I have a lot of these. Uh, but another collectible thing about the CDVs is the back mark. Mm -hmm. and, and then unusual, because so many of these are just, you know, portraits. And portraits of children. And But the back mark, I've had a few women that did, um, had studios. Mm. Which was, uh, were very interesting. Um, had some West Virginia itinerant uh, CDVs. I don't know, I guess they, when they did those... They may have taken them back to the studio and then mailed them. I'm not all that up on the process. But um, but there were some traveling photographers that did CDVs. Um, here's a nun. Oh, yeah, a nun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and the really sad, sad, another really sad thing about these are all these people are unidentified. That's right. And we got them at auctions. We put boxes full of photographs. Yes. And it was just really sad because nobody knew who they were. And then they Every once in a while, they'll have a name on the front or in the yeah. back. Yeah, I have a picture of the um, U.S. Consul's daughter from I forget, about 1880. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Once in a while, you wind up with um, a, a little, but it still doesn't help you very much because you don't know what family to attach it to, or will, her name is Wilson or Watson, or unless it has an address. And yeah. Then yeah. Sometimes that's the beauty of of eBay or the internet. 
because you'll put it up there, Watson, and maybe it's Jonesburg, Tennessee, or something, right. and, and somebody will somebody turn up. will. Yeah, somebody will turn up, and then after somewhere in there. Um, people started doing stereo views. I know, I love them. Yeah, and you know, these are, this was basically early television. Mm-hmm. You could uh, buy sets of these things. Oh, yes. And they would... Tell um, a story. Yeah, they would tell stories. Do or a, they would, be a travel log. Be a travel log. Uh, they were all kinds of things. And my very favorite and probably best one that I have is a picture of Colonel John Ash's house, which is the headquarters of General John P. Hatch at the South Battery in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh. And the, it's hard to tell without the viewer, uh, but it is, um, what do they call that, black, um, Bunting, not bunting, the black. Oh, right, with mourning, like yeah. a mourning bunting. For Abraham Lincoln. For Abraham Lincoln, wow. Yeah. How do you know it's for Abraham Lincoln? It's right, the date or yeah, the... Yeah, the dates and, mm -hmm. and what it was because the uh, occupation was still going on. And wow. I have seen that house. It's still standing down on the battery. How neat is yeah. that? That's very cool. Mm -hmm. 1860, well, actually, somebody has written that. Yeah. Yes, right, house now. draped in mourning on account of assassination of President Lincoln, yep. April 1865. Wow. Yep. Mm -hmm. that, and that's pretty old for a stereo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is one of the view. oldest ones I mm -hmm. have. Now, this one, and I'll put pictures of these. Um, this is a quite new one. This is around 1900. Right. And right. Um, there were several different people that did the Underwood and Underwood was one, mm -hmm. one of the H.C. Uh, White. Somebody out of Meadville, Pennsylvania, where right. I went to college. That was yep. a very popular, I've right. had a lot of those. Yeah, and then, of course, Anthony and Company. Mm -hmm. uh, they were the ones that did the Matthew Brady mm -hmm. uh, yes. Civil War, um, or worked with Matthew Brady with the Civil War stuff. And they were very popular around the time of President McKinley, too. Oh, yeah. no, Seems say, like you McKinley, see a lot. Like, yeah. Right, a lot of I have him. a lot of him. I've sold quite a few of them right. over at Chips. Yeah, his at my speech and everything. Yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, and Kids Fishing oh, and yeah. little flirty scenes. Oh, and absolutely. Dogs. Yep. Yeah, pets. Um, there's uh, there's lots of fun stereotypes, and I used to have a viewer, but I, I sold it once yeah. to pay a bill or something. Yeah, and I think I still have one, but I haven't run across it yet. Mm -hmm. And it does help to sell them if you have one. Yeah, but you can still. Uh, we were at a, um, a show one day, and this guy came up with the camera. You can still make them. Oh, really? He actually had the camera. The uh, the reason they're three D. Mm -hmm. And I cannot see it. Um, I don't know. I have a, an astigmatism or something that I cannot see the 3D part. You it mean when you happen. look through the stereo, yeah, I you cannot can't see, see that? Yeah. Oh, that's sort of the whole point of it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, but they are slightly offset. Mm -hmm. The the photographs are taken with a special camera. And it's slightly offset so that the 3D thing will happen. Uh, now, my grandmother used to make them. She'd cut pictures out of magazines yeah. and paste them on. Yeah, but she'd offset it. So I it, guess so. Yeah. 
Yeah. I never thought about, but she used to make them. Yeah, they're 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 slightly. There's a slight difference in the mm -hmm. in the photograph. You can see this right. wall isn't quite as long right. as that one. Right. And there's a little bit more of that tree. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. a little less of this house. And the mm -hmm. reason is to make them 3D. Makes it mm -hmm. 3D. And uh, but this guy had a camera that did that for him. Oh, how cool! They would take the double picture and then he would develop it. I I guess he did it himself. Was it an antique camera? No, no, it was a modern camera. Really? Very modern. Ah. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it had, I don't know for sure, it's been so long ago, but uh, I don't remember if it had film or if it was a digital. Wow, well, you, maybe you can get an app that does that. You probably so, and uh, it looked like an extremely expensive thing mm. at that time, but this was probably back in the, around 2005 or 2003, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And um, now you might be able to do it with your uh get an app and do it with your right, cell right. phone. <laughs> right. Very interesting. Yeah. And then the last kind we have are the cabinet cards. Oh, yes. And this is probably what most people really think about. Uh, the CDVs or the uh, cabinet card are probably the ones people mostly think about when they're thinking about family pictures mm -hmm. with a, maybe a few ten types. And uh, the cabinet card's larger. Uh, it's generally um, has the... Um, studio printed on the front and the back or the front or the back um, usually photograph are usually their portraits most, most of the ones I have are portraits I do have a house oh there. that is rare to see yeah, a house. I have no idea where the house is mm -hmm. but it's a very pretty house and um, I think this is probably an ethnic mm -hmm. uh, beautiful beautiful lady uh, it was taken in Lowell Massachusetts has a beautiful back mark on it. Oh, that is lovely. Yeah. And babies. And a girl with a banjo. Oh, that's That's neat. the one I was looking for. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's also in Massachusetts, I think. Uh, yeah, Lowell Mass. Yeah. And um, this is a family in Tazewell, Virginia. If anybody's missing Lillian and Ruth. And... Frank and Papa. Papa, <laughs> Mama, Frank, Lillian, and Ruth. If anybody's missing them, I've got them. And <laughs> Tazwell. Yeah. I do have some outdoor pictures. This is a sawmill. Oh, that's nice. And that's pretty rare for these yeah. cabinet and cards. A, a man with these horses. And... Anyway, there's a lot of different things. Some this is a studio scene made to look outdoors. Um, this is we have this exact picture uh, of our family, even though it's different guys with the dog. Oh, the nice. And everybody knows the dog's name and everything. You know, I almost wonder if these sawmills look like postcards that were put on there. Well, no, it's the it's a. Um, Probably not. Now you. Okay. It's a um, it's an album in print, but I, you know I don't. You're going to talk about postcards for us. Yes. So I don't know how the process is of postcards all that much. If it's the same um, process, the album, in, which is another um, light sensitive. Well, they had well they had films. They had cameras. Yeah. Well, these these are cameras with. Um, 
Yeah, these were cameras, but I think they were still, they were, yeah, these were cameras that were printed and it printed it on paper. Mm -hmm. They printed. They did a negative and printed it on paper, like right. the per current, like the process we remember when we were young. Right. Yeah. So, and that's an actor, but nobody knows who he is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you might want to put him up. I have, I have done that. All of these are online. Okay. Well, I mean, I have put it on Facebook. Yeah. A couple different times. Somebody and knew who it was. One time. We figured it out. I mean, it was like a few people really went yeah, to I work. Yeah, I think his name is Hallen, mm -hmm. but I or never Fallen. have found him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, try putting it up there as a challenge yeah, to your Facebook friends we'll because it's from a theater him. in Chicago. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep, somebody may figure out who he is. Mm -hmm. All right, and... Um, so you tell us about postcards. I was. Uh, yes, I am. I am going to tell us about real photo postcards. And they started around 1900. Um, and they're basically just what they sound like. They're, they're photographs with a postcard back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes they're difficult to date. But what is very helpful, of course, is number one, if they've been mailed, that, right. that always helps. Oh, yeah. But on the back of them, up in the stamp box area, there's all kinds of clues. Ah. Because you just turn them over and you look, and I'll pull one out for an example and mm -hmm. show you. See where that says... Psycho, C-Y-K-O. Right. And I look it up in a, a book, and it says, Psycho, hollow letters. Those are hollow letters, right? That process was used from 1904 through the 1920s. Ah. So that's how you know. Uh -huh. You take this one in, in the back, it has Azo, A-Z-O, right. and it has four triangles in the corners right. pointing up. And Azo had squares and triangles and diamonds, but with four triangles pointed up, that was from 1904 to 1980. Wow, so that one's a much narrower. That one is a narrower one. And, yeah. oh, yes, yeah, some of them are, you know, within five years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like an EKC. Right. That was 1945 to 1950. Right. So that's fairly, fairly uh, yeah. recent as far as these things go. So there are ways to identify. Okay. Now another thing about the real photo postcards is that anyone, including you and me, could have bought a camera that took those films. Huh. And it wasn't. Yeah, Eastman Kodak developed the first one around 1906. And that's why a lot of us have real postcards that are of our family, right. of their homes. You know, somebody would move out west and take a picture mm -hmm. and mail it back. 
and say, here's my house, here's my baby, here's my husband, right. whatever. Uh-huh. And so and it'll we... it'll be on the photograph. It'll be on, uh, be on the back in the message area. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yes, I have um, several of my grandmother working as a deaconess with the immigrant children wow. that are real photo postcards. Awesome. Which just thrills me. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Sure. So, but like all those cards you have, I also have hundreds and hundreds of real photo postcards with absolutely no identifying yeah. mark. Yeah, I have a few of those too. Cute babies, mm-hmm. and some of them are popular and can sell because of the wicker chair they're sitting right. on. Yeah. Or if they're handicapped and they're in an odd-looking wheelchair, yeah. or whatever, or on a beautiful horse, or on right. an ugly horse. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. there can be you know, ways to put it out there. For sure. One of my favorite stories surrounding real photo postcards, I had one from around 1918, and it was postmarked, small town out in Nebraska or Kansas, one of those, and it had, you know, like Ida Frankenben and had these babies on it. And I put that up on eBay with the postmark, and the littlest boy in there was still alive in his nineties, and they had owned a furniture company in that town all those years, and somebody recognized oh, it. Oh, cool! Yes, and and snapped it right up for them, and I was so thrilled. I said, "You don't have to pay. I, you know, this would be my." pleasure yeah. to send it to yeah, you. Yeah, that's always wonderful when yes. you find somebody. Yeah, wasn't that neat? Yeah, yep. that's really cool. Yes, and I'll show you another picture, and don't you tell anyone, Leslie, Uh-oh. but I have had a crush on this man in you told this me about that. photo. <laughs> I keep him above my desk, and anytime I need a smile, I look yeah. up and smile at him. So here he I am. I'd say he's probably about 1918. Right, probably so. Handsome guy. Very, very safe fella to have a crush on. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so he's one of my favorites. Yeah. Another thing is um, I collect real photo postcards of Calvin Coolidge. Oh, yeah. And I have hundreds of them. Here's one with an Indian headdress. Cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah, they called him... Womble Tokaha, or Chief Leading Eagle. <laughs> yes, and that was a photo by Rise, R-I-S-E, mm-hmm. did the postcard. And that was a rather popular um, real photo postcard right, company. Yeah. Um, I have him with his chaps on. Yeah. There, looking all dignified. Oh, or yeah. silly, maybe. I, yeah. However you want to look at it. And then... I have Mr. and Mrs. Coolidge on the train. Um, They're in Rutland, Vermont. And that was the day he was sworn in after President Harding had died. And they were heading back to D.C. from Vermont. So that postcard's worth about $75. That's a cool one. Yeah. Yeah. And so is the Indian headdress and the chaps. They're fairly expensive. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. And this is very interesting. This is Mrs. Coolidge, 
with her dog. Yeah. And she, she loved dogs oh, and yeah. was often with them. And it's two different companies. So she must have been doing a photo shoot yeah. with several photographers Photos there. Yeah. Um, and he got a better shot. Yes, this <laughs> is the Rise Studio. Yeah. Definitely. And the dog is behind her yeah. in that one. Yeah, and, and at first you think it's the same card. And yeah. then you realize, no, it's yeah. the dog's different. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and two different companies. Yeah, she's sitting a little bit better. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. so isn't that funny? <laughs> That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Now, how do you tell? I have, this is a problem I have mm-hmm. when I have photographs. How do you, or postcards, how do you tell for sure it's a real photo? Well, because they look like photographs. Because some of the ones I have early look like photos, but I don't think they really are. Right, and and people do make that mistake yeah. quite a bit. Uh, in fact, I get annoyed on eBay when someone will say a real photo, and you go, "It's a lithograph." You know, it's yeah. not. Yeah, and it's really hard for me to tell. So well, I don't sell those. I'll tell you because you look and go under the light, and you will see the photographic process. Remember those old. Um, Polaroid cameras from the 50s and uh, 60s and I'm going to show you one where they would wipe the liquid across. Right. Well, when you look at these old postcards, like here here is one that's a toughie. You know, well, for one thing, if it has the back, you know, too. But another, if you put that under the light, you will see just some traces of like the silver the silver that's right. that's the word I'm looking okay. for yeah, but some of them are tough yeah because I've, I've been afraid to because I don't want to make see now mad. there you go that's yeah, yeah but that this one definitely. this one is a tough one yeah this is definitely mm-hmm. is because mm-hmm. I can see the silver on it. Exactly. And this one is a little tougher unless you're under yeah. a really good light. Well, the ones that really confused me, I need to bring them to you sometime. They're they're really early. Mm-hmm. And it's, they don't look totally like photographs to me, but they also don't look exactly like a lithograph. Right. Right, and some of the European ones are yeah. are difficult. Yeah. yeah, you bring them over, and we'll yeah. take a look yeah, and I'm, see. I'm, I don't want to make anybody angry. Right. You know, and I did have a couple of naked ladies mm-hmm. that I sold, and I said maybe real photo and right. bought them. Right. Nobody complained. Okay. So, <laughs> but almost ninety nine percent of the time, you will be able to see, see a little silver. of the silver. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if they have the back. Yeah. Well, these had the uh, these had backing, but they weren't exactly like that. Yeah. Well, they're going to have the process in the stamp ah, box. Okay. That's that's something I did not know at all. So right. That's interesting. And they will, and you can look that company up. Okay. And you can date them, all or right. at least within a period. All right. So. I learned something very important today. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. And so um, now that uh, we've gotten into the 20th century, when we were kids, the uh, my grandmother had a little box camera that mm-hmm. you looked down into. Oh yes, oh yeah. And took the picture. I remember her lining us up 
uh, us kids and taking our picture with this little watch. My camera. grandma had one too. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. That's the first camera I remember. And then um, as time went on, they finally got the snap type and then uh, the Polaroid. Right. That you. Uh, the, the one I remember wasn't the emulsion one so much as the. You had to. It had a little piece of paper on it and you hung it up mm -hmm. and waited and then you peeled it. Mm -hmm. Right, right, yeah. yes. Yeah, but the very that. first, and it yeah. was a pretty bulky. Yeah, I've sold a few of those. Yeah, I've had a few of those. And people buy old cameras, folks. Yes, they do. And, you know, I don't know what they do with them, but they, I've sold they every one. They collect them. Yeah. They collect them. Yeah, I have uh, sold every old camera I've ever had. I can still smell that emulsion of yeah. my dad with yeah. the little pink. It was a little pink thing. Yes, yeah. and he and would... And uh, you have some, and yours have held up really well. They have. Well, this is one of the family, and you can tell I'm about two there. Yeah, because... Um, so it's 57 years old. Yeah, they, um, but, they mm -hmm. have held up really well, because a lot well. of the ones we have have faded. Well, and I then have the ones from 1982, when my son was born. Yeah. We happened to have a Polaroid. I had a home birth. Uh -huh. So my husband would take that camera and snap, and I've got everything <laughs> from A to Z. Trust me, we, we, we won't take pictures of some of them, yes. Um, yep. But it was so annoying because that was the year, and I forget, they always had snazzy names for those yeah, little yeah. Polaroids. But he'd push that button and he'd go, yeah. and I'd be like, if you take another picture, I'm going to slap you, you know, in the middle of a labor pain. That's but true. they have, I've been lucky that they've held up because a yeah. lot of people's have faded. Yeah, ours were, uh, were probably more of that kind, the, the spit out kind. Mm -hmm. They haven't held up quite as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you have been lucky. Mm-hmm. Or stored them properly. Yeah, I've got them in a nice album and have yeah. always kept them. Yeah, that album mm -hmm. light and everything. Mm -hmm. And now, anybody can take a picture anytime. Yes. Because everybody almost has a camera uh, attached. And you finally got into the 21st century. With my iPad. With your iPad. Cause, yes. Uh, and you've been, been able to take pictures. Yeah, I, this iPad takes beautiful pictures. It takes beautiful pictures. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah. Because uh, I don't have a fancy phone. Yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> you really don't have a fancy phone. I know. Phone. I, I spent an hour on the phone, up, you know, getting my three months today. That's another topic. But <laughs> I was a little frustrated today. Every three months I go through this. Yeah, but they can't believe I have such an ancient phone. Yeah, yeah. Well, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine it freaks them out. So, um, but yeah, yeah, you can take a picture anywhere, anytime, and people are doing some marvelous work. Well, you know, speaking of Christmas and going back again, um, in our stockings, my mother would remember what camera each of us five children had. We all had different ones. Yeah, of course. And I had, of course, the one that took 110. Film. Yeah, yeah, I had yes, that. It was just a little thin. Instamatic, inst whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she would remember which, and she would give you film. And yes, stocking. it would always be in our that stocking. Was great. Yeah, I never ever learned how to do the thirty-five millimeter oh, where I you had either. to thread it through. Yeah. And well, and, and all the oh, 
there are people still that do all that. I think they're doing digital now, but people do some amazing work. I see pictures of these Australian shepherds, and you know, I take a picture of my dog, and they're taking artwork. Yes. You know, just amazing. Stuff. Well, I think there will always be those people who yeah. are artists. Absolutely. Now we have several uh, in in the area. This this is something I kind of wrestle with. Um because I, it's expensive, is all these people taking pictures for proms and graduation. Mm -hmm. And you know, back in the old days, we would go out in front of the rhododendron bush and pe mom would take a picture of you with your date. Right, right, oh yeah, yeah. And now, they're taking kids out into orchards and... Or they come to the Reynolds homestead. The homestead. A lot. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think it's great in a way, but it's a prom date. Right, right. Oh yeah, they and pay big bucks. They pay mm -hmm. big bucks for that. And you know, uh, tell them sort of a secret here. My brother went to the prom with this girl and he didn't care about the picture. Yeah, but sure, her mom would have got her money back getting a picture with Sammy Sheeler now. Yeah, maybe <laughs> now, but uh, you know, but he doesn't care about that picture, right? Because right. the the girl, I'm sure he has kind thoughts about the girl, but she's not right. high on his list of right. No, no, things that, that are important, and I doubt he's important to her. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. So yeah, I kind of wonder about that sometimes. To spend that kind of money on that. Yeah, and the photos are marvelous. I've seen some really great talent taking them. Yeah, so, yeah. I know. Anyway, are... if people have opinions about that, <laughs> let us know what you think. Well, on your babies, you know, you'd always go get the picture with the baby on Santa Claus. You, oh. We traveled 50 miles to the mall in West Virginia. We never did When that. my son was little. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't do that when I was a kid at yeah. all. No, no. But there'd be a parade and you'd get pictures with mm. Santa Claus, maybe. No, not that I remember. The only only Christmas picture I remember, for sure, is me sitting on a tricycle in front of a Christmas tree. That's the only one I can remember. I'm sure there's others. But <laughs> of course, we had the family Christmas card. My oh, mother yeah. would send out 500 of them oh, yeah. <laughs> every year. Oh, yeah. That was a big deal. A big deal. Yeah. Yes. Just, you know, everything's yeah. sort of different. Mm -hmm. For sure. All right. Well, we better be thinking about... A Little Unexpected. And you had some books. Yes, about. I just wanted to mention three books that mm -hmm. deal with photography. Yeah. One of them is it, the this Image of America series, and this is the Upshur County Historical Society's account of Upshur County, and it is full of wonderful photographs. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There are several of these. Uh, there may be hundreds of thousands of these of, yeah. li of probably every county of in every America. County. There now. is one of, of Patrick County. Yes, yes. Uh, maybe two of Patrick County. And people need to have these. You, you uh, need they're to marvelous. Own them. So they if you don't do. know about this, that's the swimming pool I learned to swim. Oh, at. cool! West swimming pool. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know about this in your area, investigate. 
mm-hmm. with your historical society or uh, local bookstores. Mm-hmm. Can carry them. Um, Images of America is they, the company. Yeah, they basically, I guess, went around and found people to do these for them locally. Because the one that we have is done by Tom Perry in Patrick County. Right, and our historical society did it in um, in Upshur County. Yeah. In fact, if you look here, there's Beth Allman's name oh. <laughs> under acknowledgments. How under about acknowledgements. that? There, there you we go. go. So yeah. I helped put this so book you together. With that. All right. mm-hmm. The other one is a West Virginia. Wonder and Light by Ian Plant. And they're just beautiful oh, pictures. Yeah. There's a lot of West Virginia yeah, ones. Wonderful color photographs. Uh-huh. And up on Facebook now, there are sites devoted, oh, many yeah. sites to Absolutely. photography. So that's I, cool. Yeah, I belong to a group, uh, uh, a, I guess it's a, called a cloud now, but way back when I started, just a place to put your photographs called Flickr.com. Oh, yes. F-L-I-C-K-R.com. Yeah pay like $20 a, a year, and they will store your photographs forever. Mm-hmm. Right. They have thousands there. Right. And then they feature different uh, people's photographs. They're just amazing. Ah, neat. Yeah. Neat. So, Instagram is now one. Instagram's in right. a big deal. Or mine just go up on iCloud, I think, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's probably where you're keep saving them, but uh, but Flickr is a community. Right, right, yes. And so you interact with people a little bit right, more. Right, right. Yeah, so. Alright, and this is just a book by my friend Ibby Gear, oh. uh, Greer, and it's called Paper Faces, and it's uh, a baby boomer memoir, and it's actually poems that oh. she has written but with photographs throughout that match the poems. Yeah. And I just, I love it. It's a great book. And just the fact that it's called Paper Faces. That's awesome. Yeah, so hats off to Ibby. She lives up in Roanoke. Yeah. Yeah, and she's written books. Yes, yes. So I just thought that was uh, pretty, pretty cool. Wanted to mention that. Creative. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. All right, so um, you have a quote? We have a quote, don't we? Yeah, we, yeah, get we have that. a quote or two. And oh, yes, you were going to do one of these quotes and tell about a book that you read. Oh, where'd that one go that we like that? Henry. Abraham Lincoln oh, said, yeah, There one. are no bad pictures. That's just how your face looks sometimes. Well, that's what <laughs> Abraham Lincoln said. Uh-huh. Well, unfortunately, my face looks pretty bad most of the time. Oh, now hush. And here is the fella that you were going to read this quote and then okay. tell us an interesting uh, serendipity that happened. Yeah, well, this, uh, the quote is, Your first 10,000 photographs are your worst. <laughs> yeah, By right. Henry Cartier-Bresson. And he was a uh, French photographer uh, that uh, worked just after World, uh, World War II because he p- appeared in this book that I was reading. And uh, it's called the book is called Simon Ships Out. And I can't remember the name of the author right offhand, but I'll do a link. And it was uh, on my nook, which is a whole other story we'll get into next time. Um, it's a story about this little cat 
that winds up on the ship, uh, this uh, British ship during the uh, Chinese Civil War. Uh, just this after, after World War II. Just after World War II. Mm -hmm. And um, his adventures, and one of his adventures is this um, photographer comes in and proceeds to take pictures with bright sunshine. It, it's told in the um, words of the cat. So it's his reaction. So he doesn't know what camera is uh, because he, he was in Hong Kong. Does he mean the flash? He means the flash. Uh -huh. and so this guy is flashing him and uh, taking pictures of him all over the ship. And he gets really, really upset with him. And, and they he, used a real-life photographer. They used the, this photographer, and he said this quote. That's why I recognized oh, how it. how funny. <laughs> you know, and so it was really interesting. And possibly this um, this was based on a true story. Possibly this man did take pictures of this cat. I don't know. How neat. And so, uh, but anyway, this what happened in the story, it was quite a tragedy. Um, there, the ship is called HMS um, Amethyst. And they're patrolling, and they get mixed up with the uh, Chinese um, Independent Army, or whatever it was called at the time, and they are um, just devastated with these um, um, guns, um, uh, gun emplacements that are on the shore, mm -hmm. and they attack the ship mm -hmm. and kill a whole lot of the guys, and then the guys can't get out, or they can't get the ship out. It's up this uh, little river or something. And they, uh, the um, Navy tries to send people to rescue them, and they get shot away, get shot up, and they have to leave. Oh. So the, uh, the ship is sitting there for 101 days. Oh, my goodness. Three with months. No food, with no food, you know, with just the food they have. And the little cat becomes a hero because he kills all the rats that were messing with the food mm -hmm. on the ship. And he gets an award. And so they finally get it out. It's a long story, and, it, and it's well told. It's, it's, a, um, it's from the viewpoint of the cat and is the dog. Is it a young adult book, or is it? It seems a little too sophisticated to me to be young adult. Mm -hmm. But it might be, because it's told by the cat. Mm -hmm. by the, um, uh, it, it's not simplistic. Right. You have to guess a lot about what the cat is talking about. Well, I just read a Sherlock Holmes that was told from the perspective of the horse, the racehorse, and it was not young adult. Oh, that sounds interesting. Uh-huh. It wasn't by Sir Arthur Coynan Doyle. Oh, no, it was well, Silver Blaze. Yes. Yeah, I know my Sherlock Holmes. You do? <laughs> okay. That's interesting. I'd, li I'd like to see that one. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I, yeah, it wasn't simplistic. It was really touching, but not sappy. Uh, and I was really impressed with it. It was, like I say, it kind of came with my uh, Nook account. Uh, when I had a Nook before, and it died, and so I never got around to reading it, so it's probably like two years old. But uh, I was really impressed. I thought it was done, well done. Well, and how neat that yeah. there was the photographer. Yeah, and this was the photographer. And there's the clip. It. And uh, let's see, was there anything else that we... Um, this is kind of interesting. Today, everything exists to end in a photograph by Susan Sontag. Oh, very good. That's interesting. So, have we got it? I think so. Woo. Yeah, we probably ought to wrap it up. So, uh, our show notes um, are at www.quincepodcast.com. We are also on, have a Facebook page uh, under Quince Podcast. You can find us on iTunes. 
under Quince Podcast or Beth Almond Ford or Leslie Sheeler. And we are also now on Stitcher Radio. So if you have the Stitcher Radio app, punch in Quince Podcast and you can hear us. Excellent. And uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.